Huddle Up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Hey, everyone in, let's go. Huddle up on three, one, two, three, huddle Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Russian three, dropping eight. Uyangalale steps up, loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Fans on their feet. Rally towels are being waved. Brad Lidge stretches. VO2 pits. Look at this. Suck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. We are live here on our Facebook page, Twitter, and YouTube as well. It is Tuesday night, February the the 2nd, 2021, and we are now, of course, just days away from the big game. You know that big game. It's that, uh, that big one they do every year, and this year it's down in Sean's neck of the woods. And obviously, we're going to uh, we'll talk about that one. We have some other things to talk about before uh, and after, but uh, we will certainly, certainly uh, talk about that big game. But Sean, how are we doing this week? Oh, we're doing. Um, I'd say something about how cold it is down here, but I hear there's uh, quite the cold uh, weather front that just tore through the Northeast as well. So I won't complain about my forty and fifty degree days. Yeah, just uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do but that. I, but I have my winter coat here just in case uh, broadcasting outside could get a little chilly. Uh, you know, could get into the low 40s. Uh, now, why are you the way you are? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I want to know. You know and, um, uh, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd preview my, uh, my, my send-off with the sports history um, as we go. Uh, we're here Super Bowl week. Obviously, a lot of the sports history moments I've been looking at uh, for this week, uh, Super Bowl moments. 
tomorrow, February the 3rd, uh, two fitting sports history moments that I won't allude at the end of the show. Uh, in 2002, um, the St. Louis Rams were upended uh, as of tomorrow um, by none other than Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. 2002, uh, I believe that was his first over the Rams. Oh, two sounds about right. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I was in college, so it sounds right. Uh, so Tom Brady had that one. Uh, on the same day, February 3rd in 2008, Eli Manning gets his first Super Bowl over who else? Tom Brady. So uh, no omens there. The game obviously not played until Sunday, but uh, but found too fitting Tom Brady-esque. There it is. Uh, now you know. know. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, Scott, if I could send you snow, I would send you every last bit all of it. I in my snow. town. I would send you literally all of it. Um, I don't, I don't know the, uh, logistics of sending snow from here to Washington, but Scotty, hold, hold on to the line uh, with, with, with that, with the, um, question about the Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson situation. Cause we are going to touch on that, uh, before we talk about, uh, you know, the big game, but, um, the first thing, uh, since the last time we were on air here, uh, of course is the, uh, is the trade. Uh, the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford trade uh, that uh, that came through the line last week. Now, obviously, this won't go official uh, until March the 17th um, when the new season begins. Um, but this is the deal. The Detroit Lions will trade Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams for Jared Goff, a uh, 20 or a third round pick in this draft a first-round pick in the 2022 draft, and a first-round pick in the 2023 draft. So, um, you know, there was, there's been a lot of reaction uh, on both sides of this trade. And um, honestly, one of, the, one of the first things, Sean, that, that I want to touch on, because there's, there's a lot, I think, to kind of unpack when it comes to this trade, I'm amazed at the number of people that underestimate how good Matthew Stafford actually is. Yeah, I mean, I, I would completely agree. I, I think for a large portion of his career, uh, his numbers were maybe a tat touch overinflated with, with Calvin Johnson, but there's no shortage of quarterbacks who have numbers inflated for the same reason. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be competitive, but Devontae Adams helps. Uh, Matt Ryan who I'd put in a very similar boat as Matt Stafford, probably even less talent-wise, uh, obviously inflated whenever Julio Jones is on the field. He can't even win when Julio doesn't play. And, um, you know, you have some of these other ones. Uh, obviously, our friend Tom Brady, arguably the greatest of all time, the one season with uh, Randy Moss. Uh, people do give him a lot of accolades for setting a lot of records that year. Randy Moss helps a lot. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that Matt Stafford needed him, and obviously he didn't. He's been putting up ridiculous numbers anyway uh with the likes of a, a one-legged Kenny Galladay and a and a whatever's left of Marvin Jones if there ever was anything um he seems to whatever weapons are on the field he finds I mean he spreads the ball around well uses his tight ends when he needs to still loves using a running back out of the backfield if that's what the coach asks um I feel like the number of coaches that have turned through there for him to continue to put up numbers under all of them um is pretty impressive. And, and and you're right. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of reaction that feel like the Rams kind of broke even and lost draft picks as instead of a massive upgrade at the QB position. And, and I would, 
I, I think it's baffling, um, you know, on Twitter and everywhere else reading how poor people think he actually is. Um, yeah, I mean, f- for me, you know, I look at it from this angle in the fact that if you look at this Rams team, I think the Rams are, you know, they're, they're really at a point where I think they're ready to win now. I mean, they're not they're not far removed um, from when they were in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> And, you know, they, they have a defense that can win. They have an offense that can win. They have good receivers. They have a pretty darn good offensive line. And to me, the, the biggest missing piece was a quarterback. And, and, and I'm not just here just to, to, to slight Jared Goff, but um, I, I don't think he has a deep ball ability. I don't think he has a great, uh, a great arm to spread the field uh, where with the receivers that they have, you should be able to do that. And and Matthew Stafford has proved time and time again that hurt or not, the guy is going to spread the field. The guy's going to get the ball downfield. And again, I don't think you have to be tremendous to be a to to potentially make a run with the t- with the rest of the team that LA has. And and like that's what people are forgetting is like everybody wants to go to uh you know a, a lack of playoff wins, a lack of playoff appearances. Uh, for Matthew Stafford, but, but you have to look at an organization in Detroit that has been bad for a long time, has been just, I mean, just unbelievably uh, mismanaged for how many, not not just years, decades, decades, yeah. decades this team. And, and, and also, I mean, let's not forget, you had two absolute for, like first ballot Hall of Fame players in Barry Sanders and uh, and Megatron that retired in their prime. You can't tell me that part of that isn't attributed to the way that that organization is run. So, you know, for for Matt Stafford, I think the fact that Stafford got that team two playoffs and and did, did he have a playoff win? I I don't have it pulled up, but like the fact that he even got there to me is is shows you how good of a quarterback the guy actually is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you were pretty much playing in the basement of the league for a good portion of your career. Uh, and I, I mean, even with um, Calvin Johnson, I mean, one of the reasons he Calvin hung it up uh, was because of that. Like you said, I, I, it was partially to do with how poor that organization was. Uh, we do have Scott. Apparently, I'm going to assume he checked in, showed us zero playoff wins. Yeah, I'm I couldn't sure remember. Talking about just I knew the Lions it was one. I, yeah, I knew it was one, if any. Yeah, because I I, I I thought maybe they had had cracked in, you know, with a Calvin Johnson one year, um, but they're always in zero and three in the playoffs, according to Ryan. There, zero uh, and three. Uh, so, um, I'll take these guys' word for it. I could start googling, but I'm talking now. So, um, but I see Scott there. Uh, we have it up on the video feed, pointing out Matt Millen, worst GM that ever lived. Yeah. I don't know about worst. He's he's uh, up, but he's on. He's, he's on. If there's a hand that holds the bottom, he's in that hand. Uh, he's. It was a it was a train wreck situation, and and um, unfortunately for that city, who who remains incredibly loyal. Uh, you know, we we alluded. You know, when we talked about the Browns' resurgence a few weeks ago. Uh, we we mentioned how loyal the city of Cleveland's been to that franchise, and like how much they love it. The city of Detroit's right there with them. Um, do I think they deserve a Thanksgiving game every week every year? Uh, maybe. Oh, and it's the um, only time they're going to get a national audience. Just let well, them. That's know. true. They can let just have it. it. You know, <laughs> just move it around in the day. 
Yeah, you know, when else that noon game? If it's a noon game, you're either eating or you're pre- you're you're making the food. So you're usually not sitting down and watching it anyway. But what the trade does for me is it. it uh, and um, Scott alluded to it in one of his comments earlier. When you look at the NFC West, it really and I'm not. I don't think the Rams were were in any question not going to challenge for the NFC West anyway. Uh, but it instantly shakes up kind of power rankings out there. And he pointed out the quarterbacks between Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. Kyler Murray and and as of now Jimmy G, uh, I think that could change with yeah. With I say right now the Niners have the on. worst have, have the worst quarterback in that division. Yeah, right? and and you talk about from that quarterback list, I think it's glaringly obvious who the worst of the four is. And um, I think when you look at the results of this season, injuries or not, and and you look at you know we're going to assume I think that Seattle's going to bounce back from whatever was ailing everyone this year. Uh, maybe they don't, but I, I think you're at a point where we've had. You know, we're one year removed from the 49ers being in the Super Bowl, uh, and they had won one, you know, within the last 10 years or so. Uh, I think you're back to a point where it looks like they're going to get pushed to the bottom. I know they have a great defense and, you know, they have a good offensive coordinator. The coach seems to have the team. Could they win games? Sure. But I think when you look at them on paper this early, which is way too early to make any calls, um, I don't know. I, th- I think the Rams sit right on top. I-, I don't I don't really see, you know, when you add a QB – that can uh, play competitively and is going to give you um, 110%, which is way better than the 100% you're going to get out of uh, Jared Goff. Uh, I think it instantly makes that team a a strong playoff contender and a chance to win now. Um, And obviously Seattle and Russell Wilson, you can't count out. Uh, We all know that Kyler Murray is frustrated with the up and down play in Arizona. Um, But, you know, that is what it is too. If he can stay healthy, that's a big if. Um, I I think I have the 49ers currently in in my head anyway, penciled in at four out of four. Uh, so I don't know. It should be an interesting way to shake it up. Um, I think Matt's going to like playing for uh, for McVeigh. I think you know, kind of a chance to disguise some things, see some different looks than he's seen before, and and kind of get a chance to maybe do a little late career resurgence. Um, I, I hope he at least gets to the playoff. I'd like to see him succeed and and kind of you know push some of those. Uh, critics off of his uh, off of his back there. See Scott here. Asked, Do you think there was tampering with McVeigh and Stafford and Cabo or weird coincidence? I'm not even sure what that's referring to. Uh, where they frankly, both, I don't care. Uh, I'm sure they if there is, they're going to find it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know but generally, about- if it's a face to face meeting, it's a real hard one to prove. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just oh yeah, it's, just, it's not like they booked the same flight. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, think I mean, here's here's the thing. I think both teams won popular vacation like, spot. Whenever there's whenever there's a trade, everybody talks about who won the trade, who lost the trade. I think both teams won this trade for different reasons. The Detroit Lions got got a quarterback that um, I mean is good enough to be a starter. Obviously, I mean they, like he took a team to a Super Bowl. He was the quarterback of a team that went to a Super Bowl. You can argue whether or not he took them or not. Um, and and if nothing else, he's going to be a transitional quarterback to fill that starting role. And they also now have uh, have a more uh, stock and draft picks, um, and including two first round picks. Now, if things pan out for the Rams, these are going to be late round first round picks. I would I would assume they are. However, you're probably going to have a low first round pick. You're going to have a later first round pick. But there's still two first round draft picks in the upcoming uh, seasons and a third round pick this year. A lot uh, of talent taken in the last half of a first yeah. round. So, like you know, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot to build on with Detroit because let's be honest, that's what they're doing. New coach. Uh, you know, new leadership. All that team is is a foundation and a blank slate. Exactly. So, Perfect. um, you know, you have another opportunity to try and rebuild. 
And for the Rams, you you have a quarterback that definitely puts you in more of a position here. Um, Ryan says, if that is any other quarterback, they'd be thrashed for going 0-3. Guy is trash. And that's a load of garbage. Yeah. This is the guy that, like, first of all, to come at me or us saying that I would not drag him through the trash if he was awful. Baker Mayfield now has a playoff win and was just as ineffective as Matt Stafford as far as a playoff perspective goes. And I've done nothing but drag his face through the mud for the last two years I've been doing this podcast. And Baker Mayfield's just as likable off the field as Matt Stafford, probably more. I would say probably, yeah, I would say absolutely more likable. Stafford's likely. not that funny. He doesn't have a great media presence. He's literally like probably one of the most boring off-the-field quarterbacks that I try to sell people on. Real bitch. But the guy's tough as nails, plays through all the injuries. Like he does everything he can do to be out there on the field and basically uh, just goes out there and, and slings laser beams across the field because, let's face it, they've never been in positions in games to have a running game for four quarters. So he's just getting chased around the field by the fourth quarter because you know they're throwing it every down. Well, and when and, it um, and it's, it's it's been impressive to watch. I, I love watching his highlights, and I'm going to say it, it. When it comes down to playoff record, again. There's not many of them, but I love watching them. But you got to look at this situation. It, you know, if Aaron Rodgers with the teams he's had or, uh, you know, if, if Drew Brees with the Saints teams that he had had or, or, or what have you. I mean, if those guys had gone 0-3 in the playoffs and not, never made it back the other nine seasons they were quarterback, then you know, then they'd be getting drug. Absolutely. Because if you have a talented team and a well-run organization and you can only get to the playoffs three times in 12 seasons uh, and never win a playoff game, then yeah, you probably as quarterback should be run through the mud uh, a little bit. But when you, when you look at that organization, um, you know, there's, there's very few, I, I would put them in the, in the five worst run organizations in the NFL. They're probably taking number one most seasons. You're looking yeah. at a guy that I'd like say top three, probably. And I mean, the only team in recent history would be the Jets would be obviously, you know, one of the top three and rotating for a while, but they're finally for a while. I mean, I would argue, I mean, I know they're a maybe. middle road team, but I would say maybe the Bengals are on that list only because they just can't, they, they're just content with mediocrity. I mean, Marvin Lewis was the coach of a sub 500 team for what a decade and a half. I mean, how does a coach hold that job that long? Um, and, you know, we talked about Pip Rivers last week hanging up the shoes. Uh, he got out of a pretty uh, toxic situation in in, uh, in California with the Chargers. I think they're a pretty poorly run, just in general, franchise that yeah, just Texans somehow winds up with enough talent to be – oh, Texans, absolutely. I didn't even think of Houston. Good Lord. What a what a dumpster fire it is down there. But I pulled up I pulled up Stafford's stats, and I mean the guy the guy averages now. This is taken into account one season where he started three games without injury, and another season where he only started half the season without injury. And even even with those seasons, he's averaged almost four thousand passing yards a year. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they're playing from behind a lot, so you're going to throw the ball. Sure. Um, you know his touchdown interception rate is is almost two to one. So like. And again, you're you're playing in a bad team with a bad offensive line, no running game. Um, you know, for the last handful of seasons, you haven't had the best receiver uh, of his generation. So, um, and but still, only one receiver. Uh, and keep in mind, our argument here is not that Matt Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely, or even challenging for a best all time slot. There, uh, we're just making the argument that he's better. Than the because people the, the way it comes up people are critiquing this trade like uh, you know the the upgrade from Goff to Stafford isn't that 
that big uh, and that they gave up way too much. Did they give up more? I guess, but we overpay quarterbacks in dollars. Right. It's not like the Rams draft picks. Rams don't have a ton of holes. You know, draft picks are still a gamble. uh, And if you think you have the tools to win and you want that quarterback now, um, it sounds like they weren't willing to compete or pay or afford uh, a Deshaun Watson, uh, obviously. Uh, So so why not go for a guy at the tail end of his career trying to prove something? And let's be honest, too. You can get draft picks back later on. I mean, you you can yes. even you can. And they have a lot of young talent and 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 older talent. And we see and we see, later. yeah, and we see trades that involve just picks from time to time. So yeah, they don't have a first rounder, but you may be able to move, you know, a fourth rounder, a third and fourth rounder, or a third and fifth rounder, and get a second second round pick or something like that. Like tra- draft. Not to pick. mention the cockiness of like a McVay s coach the coach that has like this, the system that they believe in and they already have a lot of the pieces in place. He has a lot of faith in being able to find diamonds in the rough. Those kind of coaches are like, I I know what type of, it's like a Belichick. Belichick's never had, what was the highest draft pick before this year that, that Bill Belichick had? I guess it would be the year he took over. Because I mean, ever since yeah, he has, I mean, has he had a season bad enough to draft in the top 15? I mean, he will next year. <laughs> Well, yeah, I said up until but otherwise. Year. Otherwise, but no. I they're mean, a they, system they, team. They're they a team that like we know what we want. We have this kind of player, and and we'll find them in whatever round we draft in. You can find talent wherever you want. Yeah, they. You they just got to be good at it. They made the playoffs forever. Um, and Scotty says that that um that Stafford will get run through the mud with the LA media if he doesn't succeed. Well, he only has two years left on his contract. So well, and he's already used to not playing in front of fans. So <laughs> right, exactly. That's something. You know, and and let's be honest, there probably won't be a there won't be a full stadium in LA next year if there's fans. Period. Uh, Actually, I guess the, the difference is in Detroit. No matter how bad they are, people still show up. Because right, and, and what and, else and, is there to do in Detroit? And, and LA, they this year they probably won't be allowed to. Poor yet, Jared so. Goff, boy, I didn't even think of that. Having <laughs> to go from Los Angeles to Detroit, like a city that doesn't doesn't totally care about football, um, but. Uh, you know, to, to caring about it all the time. Yeah, no, no Thanksgiving game for Stafford unless the Rams play in it. I think he'll, I think he'll be fine with that. I think he's okay with yeah, that. I, yeah, I think, I think he'll survive. But again, he has he two can years. Actually, play on Sunday night now. Yeah, he has, he has two years uh, left on his contract. He has two years left on his contract, so I, I don't think there's going to be an opportunity for him to quote unquote get run through the mud. Um, you know, I mean, granted, if they, you know, really fall on their face this year, that'd be one thing. But I, I also don't see that happening again. That team. I don't um, see anything happening from a Stafford's, like on no. Stafford's shoulders. Like if they if they fail, you're going to see them fail elsewhere. Maybe it's injuries. Maybe it's, you know, the system not working. Maybe it's just the harder schedule. Who knows? Uh, but I, I don't think you're going to be able to look at anything that goes wrong with the Rams, if anything, and go, that's Matt Stafford's fault. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely not. No He's, more than you could with Goff, right? It, <laughs> it, it's an it's an upgrade for the Rams at the quarterback position. It's an upgrade in uh, future stock for the Detroit Lions. I think both teams won. Like I said, for for different ways, um, but uh, you know, I I think it gives the Rams the opportunity, uh, you know, to to put themselves in a position to win and to win now and they they did not have that opportunity with Jared Goff under center and and to me that you know that that's the mark 
of winning a trade. Like if you're not going to be in the market for Deshaun Watson, and and I, I you know, it's it's probably obvious uh, that they weren't or they weren't willing to pay the price. Then, then you know this. This would have been ironic if they'd have tried to trade for Carson Wentz. Uh, yes, yeah, it, 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 it probably would have been. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a good deal. But but in terms of other uh, quarterback deals uh, this offseason, now you know we kind of turn turn our eyes to what is going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We know that he formally requested a trade. Now we've seen this deal go through. Um, now, Scotty posed this question. I know Scott's a Raiders fan, uh, and I don't. I don't know where this this proposal came up. Um, I saw him tweet about it the other day, uh, but it says Derek Carr, Waller, and four first round picks uh, for Watson. I think. Good lord! I mean, I, I just read an article about Carr going on the block essentially, and that there there's interest there in Watson. There's interest around the league in Watson. Like it's not like no, it's not like teams like nah, not worth it, you know. Um, but yeah, Colin Cowherd also. I see he says it came from uh, Colin Cowherd, and I, I know Cowherd is is uh, he speaks a lot in hypotheticals. He makes his points. Yeah. I agree probably with Cowherd a hair more than I don't agree, but it's it's closer to fifty fifty. Like he he's he's paid to go on rants. He's paid to do his thing, and a lot of his stuff's hypothetical and it's made up a little bit in his brain. Um, are there sources? Maybe. Um, but I don't know. The four first round picks sounds. That's, uh, that's awful steep. Now, could you have two first round picks and some second rounders and a third rounder possibly like, don't get me wrong. There will be, there will be a stock of picks that would be involved in this potential trade. Uh, backing up here just a second. Ryan says, who do you think is the better QB golf or Wentz? I still think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I, I I would agree, uh, and and I think, I think it's closer than than Eagles fans might think. Right? Yeah, I think it's it is closer. And, I do think Carson is better. Yeah, and there's an argument there of like you know what's the you know team to team what system are you running? I mean, if you're running a Ram style offense where you know mostly you know running the ball when it's working, short passes, quick releases, those kind of like Goff's very effective in it, but it's nothing that Carson Wentz can't do. The the reason uh, the reason I think Wentz is that's more of a deep ball. He's a little more mobile, uh, and so you know, that, I, I think he's just uh, he just commands a field better when a coach lets him. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Is is the two things that separate Wentz from Goff to me is the ability to get the ball further downfield, which again I I, I said it in the far. first yeah. topic. I, I don't think Goff can do with accuracy with accuracy yeah. and and the ability. You know the ability to, to to move around in the pocket if it breaks down and and to be mobile and like let's be like Wentz isn't as mobile as he was. There's that you know the the, the no, lingering injury. I don't really concerns. necessarily want him to be. No, but he's still more mobile than uh, than Jared Goff. So, um, but uh, you know back back to the 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 Deshaun Watson thing. Like I mean, here's the thing. Like Derek Carr um is is clearly i like it, to me is clearly not the answer for the las vegas raiders um in, in terms of a, a long-term option but um you know do you want to give up that much to get deshaun watson i mean De waller is your your best receiving option really right now yeah you're gonna immediately like like you got a guy that's upset in houston because they got rid of his best receiver 
and you're going to trade for him and in the deal package in your best receiver is highly questionable. And there's there's very few and you know there's very few in this league anymore um tight ends that are the George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, uh Waller level tight end. And and they're invaluable to, to if you have that good of well, a there's time. some that I think athletically are, are capable of being those guys, but the systems teams are running aren't gonna a lot of the teams aren't gonna run a tight end system that that supports that. But um but yeah, they're just not there for the most oh, case. And and the thing we, we've seen with Kittle uh is is you know injuries have started to kind of plague him. He, he can't seem to stay healthy. Kelsey has been a beast so far, and Waller, uh, through his first two seasons, has been absolutely uh, pretty much like unstoppable. He's he's big, he's strong, he's fast, and he catches just about everything. So, if I'm and the again, reader, bottom barrel of the league, you pass the ball off four quarters. That does sure. help those statistics. Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, if I'm the if I'm the Raiders, I'm I'm not I'm probably not moving Waller. Uh, four first round picks would be awful steep. Um, but like if I can make a deal to bring into Sean Watson, absolutely. That is a huge upgrade, but I think just looking elsewhere and by elsewhere, I, I, you know, whether it's a draft or whether it's uh free agency or, or in other trades, um, you know, I, I would definitely look past Derek Carr. I think that, I think the Derek Carr situation has played itself out in, in Oakland slash Las Vegas. And I ju- he's just, he's not the guy. He's not the guy there. I don't. I don't know that he's the guy anywhere uh, in in terms of being a starter. I, I just think he's he's he had a couple of, of good seasons, and now it's just he's just either kind of plateaued or he's actually kind of on the downslope. But I think his. I, I just. I'm not. I'm. I, you know. I don't blame you, Scotty. As a Raiders fan, I don't blame you for being over Derek Carr. I do blame uh, you for being a Raiders fan, though. Right. You you did that you yourself. That. <laughs> that that you've chosen on your own. Um, we all make yeah, that I, the thing with Derek Carr. I, I don't know that it's over. Uh, I, I think Derek Carr, there, there's a level of talent there, you know, and and you know, you talked about throwing the ball downfield. I think he's very effective at that. I don't think the offense that they run really lets him, which is ironic that they drafted the fastest receiver in the draft in the hopes of getting the ball downfield and then called zero plays to get the ball downfield. I, I thought that was a really strange situation with Ruggs. Um, Rugs being on the team, I think that'd be an interesting draw for Watson. But but Watson likes um likes to be the most athletic guy on the field anyway. I feel like it's an interesting trade because if, if Carr's coming to Houston, I think Houston could do worse. Like if you're rebuilding anyway, there's no point in bringing in unless you're drafting a rookie, which they they could. Um, you, you know, you're not really looking at your quarterback of the future here. You're trying to find a guy to like. Maybe you're bringing in a new Deshaun Watson, a guy you think's going to do it. And you want a guy to fill the void for a few years while you build around him. Carr could be fine for that, uh, and maybe a fresh change of scenery. You're going to see more of the, um, you know, somebody that lets Carr play within his comfortability, which clearly the Raiders were not doing. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a strange situation. As for Watson, uh, I know he has the ability to block some trades. I believe in his contract, and like he's not going to accept just anything. This is one I would block. Uh, I, I don't think it's a great scenario for him if you're looking to upgrade and challenge and try to prove your your somebody uh maybe win some games i don't think you're going to the right place to do it i don't think it's the right coach for him i don't think it's the right gm for him and i don't think it's in general to go to it to, to agree to go to a conference with or a division with pat mahomes I, I don't think that's what you want 
at all. No, I don't think uh, so. Either. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking to go to the East Coast, uh, preferably something in the East or Central. Uh, you know, go to go to the NFC if you can. Um, I, I would try to just distance myself from from uh, anything there. Uh, there's going to be plenty of teams looking for you. New England, I, I called back when Desha- when De- DeAndre Hopkins was traded. I said. Deshaun Watson's going to ride this contract out, and he should have. He took the new deal, should have never done that. Just, just let the deal run out, go to New England, because Brady moved. Like, once Brady moved, I'm like, here it goes. Deshaun, it worked out perfectly. They go one year off, they get a better draft pick, and then they're like, hey, Deshaun Watson, why don't you come play for him? Uh, and they didn't get, they didn't look like they were going to get to do that. I thought my prediction was way wrong, but now all of a sudden, like, somebody wants out, they want to trade. The Cam Newton situation uh, was a was right, a one year. Right, perfect for Deshaun Watson because he doesn't have to follow Tom Brady. He gets yeah. to follow Cam Newton. It would be a. I would gladly go there. A chance to go to a no nonsense coach after the garbage coaches you've played for. A chance to go to an organization with a track record, unlike the one you play for now. It would be a, a completely different scenario. Um, you'd have to be okay restructuring and understanding that if you do well, you're still not going to get the kind of money you've already gotten. Like you would have to be okay with that because Robert Kraft isn't going to cut checks. But I think if you're Bill Belichick and you just saw what you can't, what you, what you're capable of when you don't magically have Tom, like this magical sixth round draft pick, and you have, you're not going to be able to go out and search for that replacement if you're not willing to spend a little money. And maybe the quarterback well, position is a place to do that. And and I think part of your sales pitch to to Deshaun Watson, if you're the New England Patriots, should be. You know, look, you're you're going to get less money in in year to year salary, but you know, playoffs, incentives, Super Bowl incentives, like you know, restructure that deal, signing bonus, uh, you know, playoff Super Bowl bonuses, things like that. Yeah. Be like, look, you know, we're 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 going to rebuild what we've done for the past twenty years, uh, or at least attempt to. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not. Saying that Deshaun Watson is the greatest of all time and is going to be able to go to you know ten Super Bowls in nineteen years, but you know he's good enough that if you put the team around him, uh, you know we're, we're going to be able to get into the playoffs, go deep into the playoffs, make runs at Super Bowls, and then there's going to be more uh, incentives and bonuses and things like that for you uh, if and when we do those sort of things. Well, yeah, and it's you know the Patriots are going to have to budge a little, and so are. You know, Deshaun, like you said, he's gonna have to budge a little bit and be like, you know what, you're not, you know, gonna have to be the, you're not gonna be the top deal. Being the Patriots is the top deal, you know, the whole thing. But I think the Patriots are gonna have to budge a little here too, because I, I think you're looking at a Patriots team and you're like, ah, Bill will put it back together. The trouble is, is there's holes other places, and I know there were players that opted out for COVID, but guess what, COVID's still here. Um, you know, it's just a question of is that defense going to put itself back together? I know it was still a top half defense. It was pretty impressive what they did with the guys that that didn't show up this year. Uh, but offensively, I mean, I, I think the wide receiver core is not near what it was. Uh, Edelman did not look near as effective. Uh, you know, he's having trouble staying healthy, um, which seems to be a trend at his age with the type of receiver that he he has been for most of his career. You take a pounding, uh, and he's not that big of a guy. Uh, and, and so you have this. You, you don't have a Gronk anymore. You're trying to find that that centerpiece. Uh, the running game, they seem to have found that. I feel like the they have a rookie or a second-year guy coming up that looks like maybe they're going to be able to run the ball. And, you know, for a guy like Deshaun Watson, having somebody that can run the ball and then a quarterback that also can but he doesn't need to, 
Um, I think if you're the Patriots, you have to look at maybe paying it because I think if you bring in a young guy like Watson with all that talent, it's going to be a lot easier to find free agent pieces to fill some of those holes uh, because you've proven like, okay, look, we're going to pay people to be a winner. Like it's not like Kraft is short any money. You know what I mean? And they're not in any cap danger. So I would say um, I would say the Patriots also have to budge a little here and understand you may have to pay uh, unless you want to go out and sign a Sam Darnold, you know, because he's going to be expendable, obviously, in New York. You want to go trade for a Sam Darnold and say, you know what, we can do it with a middle-tier guy, then go do that. And if you do it, congratulations. But it's going to be a lot easier to get back quicker and yeah, make Belichick look better if you if you go get that talent and spend some money to do it. And let's be honest, too. Bill Belichick's 67, 68 years old. So. He can still coach longer than Brady can play, hypothetically. Hypothetically? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean. You can coach from a hospital bed. Well, you can. you can. I mean, we don't know if Tom can play quarterback from a hospital bed or from a walker. We don't know. And look, look at him. He's aging in reverse, Sean. He says he's going to play till 45. I He might play till he's 50 at this rate. He's just going to keep raining Lombardis down there in Tampa Bay, and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> he's going to win two and go. Uh, anyway, um, of course, he's got to win this one first, but we'll talk about that in a minute. He does. We'll I see the last little, last little question here. Obviously, not going to go into a full rant about it. Would Kirk Cousins be an upgrade over Jimmy G in San Francisco? Yes. In my opinion, yes. Jimmy G's a lot younger, though, so there's a higher ceiling. That's the difference. It's like Kirk Cousins. I we're at. We've seen a ceiling. Is it good? Yes. Is it great? At no. times. Um, you know, and with a, with a running game and a good offensive line, I think he's incredibly effective. You know, I, I think um, having some weapons for him, which the Niners have some decent receiving options for him, including a great tight end. I think he could be an upgrade, but it's going to be an upgrade like these sneakers are comfortable, but they'd probably be more comfortable if I spent $20 on some insoles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's going to help. I'm going to be a little less grouchy. I, know, I think they're about the same. Maybe feel a little spring in my step. Uh, but it's still the same goddamn pair of shoes. So, um, you know, maybe just get better shoes and just build a whole better product around. I, but, I, um, I think there's that was not be... a perfect analogy, and I took a yeah. weird turn there at the end with the new pair of shoes. I don't even know what I meant by that. There's, uh, there's either way, be... I wouldn't spend money to get them. No, there's there's going to be times when Garoppolo's better. There's going to be times where Kirk Cousins is better. But uh, overall, I think they're about the same guy. I think you're going to get about the same. You're not uh, going to get his hot girlfriends coming to your games. Well, Her cousins it, doesn't have all the hot playmate girlfriends. That that that's true. That is true. That's so, a downgrade. That's a downgrade. That, that is a downgrade. I mean, unless you don't, unless you don't like that. Plus, Jimmy G. I'd imagine if he's doing that kind of scene, great bachelor pad, probably an awesome place to hang out, get away from you, the fam for a couple of move months. To Minnesota. <laughs> if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, God no. Let's Jimmy, see, he let's see Bay Area, Santa Clara, or Minneapolis. God, he just doesn't fit there. He but he better start playing better and stay healthy, or he's not going to fit in San Francisco either. No, I, I I think he could be a target for to move back to New England as well. I mean, they're they're he's Possible. a guy. You're going to have guy. to pay more than you got for him, right? Which will be silly. But uh, so ultimately, Sean, before we go to break, uh, where do you think if it's not Houston, where do you think Deshaun Watson is under center next year? Ugh. I'm going to stick with my original. I'm going I'm to say New England sucks it up, finds a way to get it done. I'm going to stay in that division, but I'm going to go to South Beach. I say that the that the that the it wasn't a smoke screen, and that uh, Miami's going to move to a and 
Deshaun Watson will be in Miami. Hmm. I don't I don't think they're sold on I him. don't hate that. I, I think it's a good uh it's one of my hypothetical landing on, on a list of five, I would have that at like easily on, on the who, top. Who five are the other who are the other ones? Well, I, I mean, with the report I read, I guess Oakland's kind of on there. Um, but I would say I'd say New England, I'd say Miami. Um, I did have uh, an Indianapolis on that list, um, and I'm kind of holding it there because they're still in the search. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I, I a part of me kind of thinks that like one of those teams in the top five drafting, like a Jacksonville, could try to make a play. Because, well, Jacksonville's not going to because they're going to get the number one. But like a New York Jets, if they could leverage a ton of picks, including that pick right there, be like, you know what? We've done this before. <laughs> like, we can't find our – Sam Donald did not work out. Uh, what if you could just get us a, already a proven talent and then we'll just give you all the future because we suck at drafting? Like just do that. The Jets would be yeah. a pre- so the Jets are probably like so the Jets. I think the Jets, Jets are absolutely three of the four AFC East teams. Jets, yeah. Dolphins, the all, the ones who, ones who really don't have a quarterback. I, mean, I also think the Redskins are an interesting play. The Washington even football though they'll probably team, absolutely. every time. Every maybe time. by the start of the next season, I'll I'll be down. Well, maybe once they get a, I, when they get another team name because they're gonna pick one. They can't just it's stick with there's, football There's team. been talk that they might stay with football team. Well, that's going to screw up everything. There's going to be the Redskins in my head. Like, I need I need a, I need a picture. I need a thing. Um, um, but, I yeah, think I, I think that's an interesting take because I think Alex there's a good Smith chance they tired. wind up with Cam. I think Cam could wind up there. But I like uh, I, I like Washington as a as a dog in the fight. Uh, Carolina. Now, Carolina needs a quarterback, but they also yeah. have a lot more problems than quarterbacks. So – I I don't think he's going to. And that's that's the trouble with the Oakland, the hypothetical Oakland scenario is you have to say, if we're going to leverage this much to get him, is he the piece we need? Because if you need a ton of pieces, by the time 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 you you get it, he's going to leave because his contract be up. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater can get you through another year. I like Teddy. I think Teddy played a good year. I think Teddy's without I mean, without uh, Christian McCaffrey. So Yeah, I think um, Teddy's fine. I, yeah, think, I think Carolina needs to look at other pieces and Indy possibly, but the Jets, the Jets, oh. the Jets are the other one I, I kind of thought too. I like uh, Jets. I like uh, and I like Washington kind of. Yeah, Washington in there because Rivera needs another quarterback. They they they've, they've Alex gotten Smith, there. I think he's leaning towards retirement. Wouldn't blame him. Um, but uh, yeah, so we will obviously keep an eye on that. We will pause here. We will hear from our sponsor, and uh, on the other side, obviously, we are going to talk about the big game this Sunday in Tampa Bay. So stick with us. Huddle up live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Huddle up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience at your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. 
or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome back, Huddle Up Podcast, live on Facebook and uh, Twitter and YouTube as well. Sean and Jim here with you. If you're following along with us, give us a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. Make sure you're following us on our social media channels, at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is at Huddle Up Pod. You can find me at Big Jim Sports. You can find Sean at Sean Shine State, of course, down there. And what I can only imagine is just a glorious feeling warm warm climate <laughs> i can only imagine what that feels like at this point as we uh as not I, bad. like i said you get that you get these and it's a it's a 40 to 50 degree but i mean it, it's real strong you know sea winds so it's it it feels like like it's hard to believe there's a wind chill in the 40s but there is did the sun shine today sean at some point yes it did. Uh, that was nice i, I saw sunshine well, it's a city they call it the Sunshine City because at one point it set a re- it has the record for most consecutive days with at least some sunshine happened like a decade mm-hmm. ago. It was, it was it's some ridiculous number, like a year and a half. It's like something like four hundred and some odd days or five hundred and some consecutive days with at least some sunshine, uh, even in hurricane land. So, uh, not too bad. Nice. You get it. You get it all the time. Nice. We uh, just dug out. Had about 10, 11, 12 inches of snow. Uh, Spent the last two days digging out. <laughs> uh, arms hurt. Yeah, I don't miss that part. Shoulders I, hurt. I see all the, the videos and the pictures of the snow, and it looks really pretty. And I'm like, ah, I miss that. You know, it's a little bit. I mean, it does look pretty. Um, but shoveling's not pretty. Uh, dog not not dealing with the snow too well. He's pretty. He's not a yeah, fan. I guess with the dog, it's it's a thing. I was gonna say during a pandemic, if you've had yourself stocked up well enough already, maybe. Uh, Maybe just don't shovel it. Just be like, screw it. Yeah, because I mean, your neighbor—we have really good neighbors. He—he he, he used his snowblower and cleared the sidewalk. Oh, nice! That's nice of him. But I didn't have to do that. But had other stuff dig out two cars, you know. So, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. You deal with it, and you deal with it. You know, summertime's a little less intolerable than it is down in Florida. I would. I got days here where it's like, well, it's the afternoon. It's 110 degrees. I guess I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying inside today. I'm staying inside (laughs) the rest of the day. You know, or well, afternoon rains are coming. You think like you're like oh, driving in the rain, right? Like you have no idea. Like the the summertime afternoon rains that do happen here, just don't, just don't. Like people here drive through it, and I'm like, how? All the roads are flooded. They flood to like, there's nowhere to drain. So, like, if it's not a main highway, like the roads are just two feet away, and people are blasting through it, and like Honda Civics. I'm like, how, do you have a flotation device under that thing? Like, I don't hey, understand. Mike, Florida, you gotta, you Be haven't creative. totally acclimated yet. Be creative. Good news is you don't have to pay to inspect your car. So there you, you go. Know, if it if it floods and drowns, just 
pretend to fix it and sell it to someone else. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, This Sunday, uh, obviously, big game, Super Bowl uh, 55. Yeah. 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 Oop. Grab the hit pause. It's all right. It it, it, it was exciting music. There's a a football game. It's a big game. Big game. We're just trying to build. Dana, you know, Super Bowl, big game. Uh, this Sunday, uh, kickoff 630, uh, probably 638 or something silly. But uh, CBS is the network airing it, Sean, on the season. Um, you and I, uh, you have already won for the year. I was 2-0, 38 and 37 overall. You were 41 and 34 overall. The worst I can do is 500. You obviously remain above uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, um, the line's still at three. I think we talked about the early line last week. Um, move that it was that it was like three, three and a half hasn't budged um, in the week. Uh, I, I think that also may have some bit to do with um, Kansas City losing their left tackle to the Achilles injury. Now you have, I think it's like a center and a guard or something. Um, that were, you know, a close contact to a, uh, to a COVID positive. So they're, they're in protocol right now. So potential loss of three offensive linemen for the Kansas city chiefs. Not great. Well, the good news is Tampa doesn't really have a pass rush. So yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the team barber that the, that the chiefs brought in tested positive. So they're, they're monitoring that situation. Who's uh, cutting their hair. It's two weeks. Right. Inside a bubble. What, what the heck? Even still, like, get the hair day, the day after the championship game. And then, yeah, just be ready. Two and weeks. I, it, it, yeah, it just, and I saw that today. I was like, man, that's uh, – well, I mean, I get it. Like, t- teams have guys that come in and team barbers and stuff like that. But I'm like, maybe just uh, have one of your players be a barber. Like, like I remember um, – there was the, there's a book called like boys will be boys. It's about like the, the Cowboys of the nineties. And, um, one of the, one of the guys on the team, um, was like the team barber. Like he just, he just knew how to cut hair and there well, the was, giants used to have Tiki barber and, uh, the Buccaneers and Rondé barber, Rondé barber. Maybe he was the guy. Right? Maybe, maybe Rondé barber was the guy. And it was, maybe he was the guy Rondé it barber. On, it was on purpose. Sabotage. I don't care who you are. That's funny. <laughs> um but uh Michael Irvin because like that like kind of like the the protocols of the team were like if you were a uh a rookie you just you let the the veterans go first if you were a young player you let the le- veterans go first and uh this rookie like didn't give up his seat and like you know this was like cocaine Michael Irvin and uh he just took a pair Michael Irvin I think there he was just, he, he took a, a pair of scissors off the counter and stabbed the guy like <laughs> <laughs> it's a very natural reaction to the situation. All right, like get out of my seat. No, all right, bam, stab you, you, know, stab like, you in the stab you in the leg. Cocaine, um, Michael Irvin, and Iron Mike Tyson, very similar, very similar. Right, you know. very, very similar. I put my back spinal. Um, but uh, let's look at this game uh, this Sunday, Sean, and then we will go over some of the. Uh, the prop bets, uh, obviously, prop bets are, are always a fun thing uh, to, to do with the Super Bowl. I, I obviously don't have all of them. I mean, you can, if you can find them everywhere, there's just pages and pages of prop bets. But uh, we'll go over some of the ones here. But, you know, I actually made bets as to which prop bets you're going to talk about. 
Oh, that's. I have bets out there on about which I'm going to talk about. By which you are going to talk about, yes. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes for you. Um, you know, I think these teams are are extremely uh, close matched. Um, you know, I, I think the league really did get. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say the absolute best matchup, but I think this is one of the best matchups you could have gotten for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, we talked about some of the storylines a week ago with, uh, you know, Brady versus Mahomes, and it's you know an old, you know, obviously not the Buccaneers dynasty, but but Brady coming off the Patriots dynasty, the Buck, the the Chiefs trying to start a new one, the Bucks trying to get the Super Bowl win, first team playing at home. Uh, so I think this is this is just a, a fantastic matchup. You have you know an innovative offense versus you know probably. You know, a top five defense in the league, definitely the best one in the playoffs as it played out. Uh, and a defense that's gotten better over the last month and a half, two months of the season. Um, and then, you know, you have you have a Chiefs defense that that you know ain't too shabby themselves, and they, they can they can force turnovers and they can force mistakes. And but then you have it's Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and and um, more times than not, when he gets there, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, we've seen. Uh, you know, we've seen him do it, but the, the, the guy, the guy is, uh, is, is pretty damn solid when he gets to the, to the big game. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I've been riding the Buccaneers and, and, and I've been enjoying this run. I I've always said, Tom's never hurt me. Uh, so I have no reason to, to root against Tom in this situation. I love history. Might as well get seven and just, he can have more than the Steelers and, and everybody else. And, um, you know why? Why the heck not at this point? We were already watching the greatest of all time play. Might as well just continue to solidify that resume. And if the Chiefs win, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike the Chiefs. Like this is a great matchup for me because I, I don't care either way. I'm, I'm rooting for uh, the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers. You know, I think they cover. I think they win. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay uh, in terms of the over under at 56 and a half. Um, 60 what and a half? 56 and a half. Oh, I I 66 and a half. Yeah, so 56, 56 and a half. And a half. Okay, well, that's a little. Um, man, that's I, I feel like that's a really good spot, uh, for that number. But I think if I think I think if the Bucks are going to do it, they're probably going to have to limit the Chiefs' offense and, and really shut down Mahomes. So I'm going to take the under in this one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be under by a lot, but I think if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, I don't think you want to get into a shootout necessarily with with Kansas City's offense. Uh, so I think you're going to want to limit Mahomes a little bit um, and let Tom be Tom, but but also let your ground game do it. So I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay plus Tampa Bay wins outright. They're Super Bowl champions, and uh, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I um, I think it's a it's it's like you said, it's a pretty pretty great matchup uh for the nfl i was i was still pulling for like you had the top tiers the whole way through i thought chiefs packers was going to be the pick i've still been i wanted it like i said before i wanted it to happen on uh the uh anniversary one of the anniversary years but uh but i think um i think chiefs packers uh but it, it, that game sells because it was Super Bowl one. But it, it also sells for the same reasons this game sells, in that it's one of the best of all time. But I would have liked that because it would have been like Aaron Rodgers gets his chance. He's finally back to the Super Bowl. I think that would have been a fun. Whereas this is like oh. we knew he'd be back, just didn't think it'd be this soon. Um, but um, 
but yeah, you kind of get the the argument of like potentially, you know, the it, it's all based on the hype of Pat Mahomes and the the work ethic of Pat Mahomes and, and the fact he could be the best of all time, uh, the reigning champion uh, against the uh, kind of proverbial all time champion. Uh, there's a lot of ways to sell it. Um, either way, my man Andy Reid found his way back, uh, and I'm super excited for that. Um, I think it makes a fun sell, offensive lineman down or not. I, I, I think that Andy Reid. Um, I, I, I just like Andy Reid to be be creative. I don't. I don't think he lets you see the same looks twice. Uh, I, I, you know, usually when you've already played a team because the Chiefs were here mm-hmm. this year uh, for a game. Uh, which, by the way, Pat Mahomes stayed hours after the game, uh, walking the entire field uh, for for a lay of every single yard line. That actually happened. Like Mahomes before slash after the game, made sure he walked the field, and and in an interview was asked about it and, and said, like, well, if you're if you're planning on getting back here, you want to make sure you know uh, exactly whatever. So it was this kind of whole like, look, I expect to be there again. I'm not sure he expected to be playing the same team. Um, but, um, but he figured, you know, if I'm going to be in the stadium that the Super Bowl is going to be at, I want to make sure I know, uh, every inch of that surface. So the guy's a, the guy's a competitor. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite of you. I'm, I'm going to go with the chiefs in this. I'm going to trust my man, Andy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to trust and Andy. I trust he's got the monkey off his back. Just if he's trying to crawl back up, they just throw him off again. Andy Reed, I'm going to take youth. I'm going to take, um, what I what I think is is a much faster team, um, despite what Scotty Miller seems to believe. Uh, I'm going to take the the speed on offense. Yeah, that, how ridiculous was that? Yeah, careful, careful what you wish for there, Scotty. Everybody said like all the right things, and Scotty Miller just like I'm faster than Tyree Kill. I beat him in a race. Mm. Like, Whoops! No, no, that no. Sorry. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video that shows Tyreek Hill running the hundred meter dash in high school, and they like transpond it over like Olympic races and show like where his line would have been. And there's there's like medal rounds of Olympics where he would have been like second, third, or fourth. And they're not old. Yeah, like his high school hundred hundred meter dash time was faster than Olympic sprinters. Um yeah, no, Scotty Miller's wrong. <laughs> Scotty Miller's wrong, uh, and unfortunately for you, so are you. Uh, the Chiefs are going to have their offensive line woes. You weren't going to stop the defensive uh, pass rush anyway. Uh, you had hope to contain it. Now it's just a harder task, uh, and I think now it's going to be Andy Reid gets an opportunity to try to do that with play calling. I think you're going to see some of the speedy wideouts, whether it's Tyreek Hill or a Hardman or even a Pringle. Uh, I don't really know which one of them, but you're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of underneath routes. You're going to see running backs kind of break out and um, kind of try to get behind that pass rush. Uh, it's it's not a strategy a lot of teams use, but I watched Andy Reid long enough in Philadelphia to know that um, you know that was a that was an era where the the Giants had a great pass rush, the the um, Cowboys had a pretty darn good one, uh, and even even Washington at the time uh, had a uh, had a pretty good one as well. Notice I didn't say the Redskins there, even though at the time they were the Redskins. It's got to get used to saying Washington, uh, but um, but I, I I just think he's he's creative enough, uh, and he's going to show you enough different looks that you may not get a chance. Um, also, Pierre Paul apparently I just saw something called out. I didn't call out a lineman. It was just like ah, I never heard of him. Like just threw one of those out there, and I'm like okay, 
Like, you got to stop doing this. Like, you got to understand, you've never been here. Andy Reid now has. They've done this before. I understand it's your own stadium. But even little backhanded comments like that, the Chiefs have given no locker room material. You know, they're not putting anything in there. Uh, They tried to bait Pat Mahomes with it and ask him about Scotty Miller and, like, what he said. And, like, a a true professional is just like, well, I guess he's, he's allowed to believe that, I suppose. And, like, this whole, like, yeah, you know, I think it's great. I think it's exciting. He thinks that, and it's like a whole – he just kind of like – he's allowed to think what he wants. We're not going to see him race anytime soon or something like that. And just – he's like, we'll just, uh, we'll just, you know, just excited to play in a game or something. Like it was a real veteran answer. Uh, but I'm going to take – I'm going to get right to my pick now. I've stumbled up to it. Uh, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take Andy Reid to cover pretty substantially here. Um. And I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go the exact opposite of you both ways. I think you're going to see a lot of points. Uh, I will say for Tampa's sake, if they want to win this game, and actually I, I told this to my barber today, he was asking me about the Super Bowl and all this, blah, blah, and I was like, look, I was like, if Tampa wants to win the game, you know, Godspeed. I'm kind of with you. Like I don't, I'm not excited for sports talk after it, but but I don't really have a reason to hate the team uh, necessarily. Uh, but if they want to win. Uh, you're going to have to do it. it. It's a rare situation. It's not something Tom's done historically. You're going to want to win this game in the first half because there's not a better second-half coach in the league than Andy Reid. There's not a guy that adjusts better than Andy Reid, whether it's his stuff not working or something he didn't expect to see. He makes incredible adjustments at halftime. And I think if Tampa wants to win this game, they're going to need to catch Kansas City by surprise, take advantage of some of the – um, maybe weaknesses or mismatches that they may have found, and I think you're going to want a double-digit lead going into the half because if you're if it's only a three or seven-point lead, I still think I like Andy in the second half. I kind of hope it's that case because maybe I can make a bet on Andy. Who knows? <laughs> bet, bet, bet my house on it. Um, but yeah, it um don't do that. I won't do that. I, that's a terrible decision. I did that once and and uh, and had to get a second house. I'm stupid. You're smart. I right. was wrong. You were right. Usually. The I'm the worst. Uh, Most of the time. Good looking. I'm not attractive. That All right. not correct. No, not correct. Looking. I've never said that. <laughs> um, but we, um, yeah, the folks down here are super excited for it. It is kind of cool being in a, uh, you know, if there was going to be a first time for a, uh, a team to play on its home field in the Super Bowl, it's kind of cool that I get to hear everybody talk about it and, and that it's a franchise that, you know, up until the beginning of this season would have never expected to be here. Uh, right. So that's kind of exciting uh, to watch for them. And, and, you know, for some of those people, it, yeah, great. Why not? This this city's just <laughs> seen failure uh, in, in this regard. So um, I'd have no problem if they do, but they're going to have to score in the first half because I think whatever lead they have will shrink in the second half. I trust the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah, it's it's you know we've seen that time and time and time again uh, with the Chiefs. I mean, you know, yeah, you 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 can't you can't just rest on a on a halftime lead. Uh, so like we said, obviously when you when you talk about the Super Bowl, prop bets are are, are, are a big thing. So um, let's look at uh, let's look at some of them here. Uh, Mine is Chiefs in the second half. That's what <laughs> The uh, the coin toss obviously is is always the same odds either way because it's a fifty fifty, uh, but it's minus one hundred five uh, for both directions. 
Um, this is an interesting one, and obviously you're only you're you're probably only going to get this one during a uh, pandemic season. What will be said first? Uh, COVID is minus five hundred. Pandemic plus three hundred. Um, so uh, you know you, you got to look out for those. See where you can make Take your pandemic. Money. They're going to avoid the word COVID, and they're going to call it a pandemic. Take the pandemic on that one. Lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> uh, this one is it's always there, um, but uh, we'll see how the numbers break down. And obviously will change depending on which team. Again, with the lights behind me, both teams are, are red uh, primaries uh, this year. So uh, color of liquid poured on winning coach, orange plus 125, red, pink plus 300, yellow, green, sli- yellow slash green slash lime plus 400, purple plus 600, clear plus 600, blue plus 700. Blue's that low? Blue's that low. That's like the best flavor of power slash Gatorade. Right? And I don't even know which flavor it is because there's like four blues and they're all delicious. Give me that liquid. Give me that liquid ice, that liquid cold. Give me the blue, especially with those odds. I'm going to take the blue all day. But maybe do a smaller bet or kind of hedge it with a green. I don't know. The, the lemon limes. Like, I feel like, team, like I think a mistake people make a lot of years is they, is they, try, to, um, they try to do it based on like the team color that's like, terrible choice and nobody's nobody's thinking that far you ahead. drink your jersey well and i feel like a lot of times it's it's the it's like the lemon lime because that's like the the, the if anything you would go back to previous super bowls played by the players and you'd look at like tom brady's or andy reed's or these other guys right. and be like when they played try to find cups what color gatorade were they drinking yeah, like if you if you really want, they're going to cater to what these players like to drink. Look at this footage from the rest of the year, or can you see into their Gatorade cups? Yeah, there's got to be pictures somewhere of, of these. If sidelines. the Chiefs have always drank blue Gatorade on the sidelines, well, guess blue. what they're drinking during the Super Bowl? Right, they're not going to change it for the Super Bowl. Look at last year. Go to last year. Last year, what did Andy get dumped? What on did Andy get dumped? On last year, I should look it that. Probably up. wasn't blue if that was the odds. Actually, it's probably not. Too smart for uh, that. Yeah, let's see if I can find it here quick. Uh, this is a fun one. How many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned? More than once is minus 175, less than once, plus 135. They should have an odd for exactly once. Yeah. I, like, I want to bet exactly one time. It's clearly going to be more than one. So last There's no year, way they, they don't mention Bill Belichick. Last year, Andy Reid, it was orange. It was orange Gatorade. In my head, I'm like, orange is a sneaky color. Because, like, first of all, as a kid, nobody wants to drink orange Gatorade. But I, I, in my head, I kind of had a feeling it was orange. And yeah. Andy strikes me as an orange kind of guy. Orange is good. Or, like, the orange Gatorade, solid. Yeah, as an adult, I think it's probably my go-to. Because the lemon lime's way sweeter Ooh. than I thought oh, it was. I, as a lemon kid. lime, le- and, and my wife's going to get mad at me for putting this out in the airways. But lemon lime is hot trash. Lemon I lime. Like- Lemon lime was always my good, and I still, if I am participating in an athletic event, which, as you can tell, not very often, uh, lemon lime is still one of my 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 desires going into that. I'd like to have that as a refreshment. But orange, orange is good. Uh, fierce grape is uh, is probably my go-to. Now you're hot trash. My ma- my main Nobody one. Nobody wants grape anythings. It's fierce grape. Don't you talk bad about Ugh. fierce grape Gatorade. It is delicious. Don't get me wrong. I've had it and I liked it, but it it's just Kool-Aid. It doesn't strike me as like I want something that just strikes me sort of different, you know? They uh they had these ones like the other a couple years ago that Give were me like, any of the glacier flavors. Glacier ones are good, but they had ones the other year. I can't remember like the line that it was in, but they were they, like 
they uh, they had uh, I want to say I got to look up what it was. It was like black. By the way, the fact that like big guys like us are talking about like the different lines of Gatorade, it just shows you that Gatorade's just soda without bubbles in it. Oh yeah, I mean it's not because you and I aren't running uh, a marathon. That's not happening. No. Oh, the 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 flow. It was Gatorade flow. Was like the excuse me flow. <laughs> um, they had like, like a black, they had a blackberry wave that was really good. Um, and then uh, there was another one. It was like a blackberry th- new wave. That was a it was a type of music. I think. The blackberry blackberry wave was was really really good. Uh, that we we bought that just like crazy in this house. Um, because I didn't feel like it was it it didn't seem as like overly sugary as some of the Gatorades can get. But again, orange solid. Uh, let's go back to this one. How many commercials will have a dog in it? Over 4.5 uh, is minus 250, under 4.5. I like that they gave you the hook on. Plus 170, yeah. Like over, like it's like a, it's a four and a half. What, half a commercial? Like, how, what well, is no, it? It's a betting mean? line. It's a betting well, line. Oh, that's true. I think I feel like a lot of these should have had a hook on them. Because like that, that one where I was like, what if it's exactly one? Like, Right, but what's half a commercial, Sean? Well, no, but you're betting either over four and a half, so five or more, or you're betting under four and a half, so four or less. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Like you're betting over that number or below it, so it should. They should all have a half, so that yeah, you're not no. stuck in that. Any, any of them that's, that's only two options should should have a half. Should have right, a half. So have a half. Should have a hook on it. So yeah, five. There's going to be a lot of commercials. Yeah, they're usually I like up for the dogs. People like dogs, especially when they're at home. Especially, yeah, like this year, I like I would go, I would go with the over on that one. Take the over on that, like it's the uh, SEC or the Big Twelve. Again, only going to get this uh, during pandemic seasons. Coach to have nostrils seen first during game. Andy Reid plus one fifty, Bruce Arians minus two fifty. Arians, mm-hmm. not even a question. Wait, Arians, Andy uses, got- Arians uses the shield. So you're going to see him. I don't think. I don't think he's. I don't think he's used a mask. A regular mask all year. If it, oh no, he has used a gator. He's used the neck gator in the, the gator and the thing. Andy Reid's got oh, that. Reed, like, uh, got that elephant pouch. Well, yeah, because he he puts that thing. There, there's a there's a thing that goes under the mask that holds it out again, away from your face. Yeah, so, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's like a bag of peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> just tuck it up in there and just oh, delicious. It's a brilliant strategy. It's a brilliant strategy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. How many cheesesteak stuffed inside it? <laughs> Delicious. Uh, how many times will Giselle Bunchen be shown? Over one and a half minus two fifty. Under one and a half plus one seventy. Go under. Is she even? Is she even going to be there? I don't know if they know that for sure. I mean, I guess you could cut to her at home. If she's not there, you're not going to cut into his home twice. Well, that's true. Uh, but they have this fancy new home in Tampa. So you got to show it once. Definitely, yeah. Uh, primary color of Patrick Mahomes headband: red minus four hundred, black plus two ten, gray plus six hundred, white plus six hundred. Give me that white. Give me that white. Uh, he usually wears right that white headband. Yeah, I'm gonna rock that. Well, because I think he goes opposite jersey color, and they're they're oh. in red. They're in red. They're in red. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa was the home team. Not not just because they're playing in Tampa, but they alternate this year. The NFC is the Designated How weird would team. that have been if it was a Tampa one, but the NFC is the road team, and then it winds up being the home team? Well, right. Well, and in, and in that situation, the funny part is the Buccaneers would have had to use the visiting locker room. Yep. 
Now they get to be in their own locker room. Right. Which is um, but they, they elected to wear white because they've been in white all throughout the playoff. Which I like but, that. I like yeah, that. You know what's hot, you know? Don't don't I mean the Chiefs, of course, the Chiefs have been in red. Right. So it's, it's both teams have, have been going. And they won the Super Bowl in red. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know how many Super Bowls Tom won in white. Ooh. It'd be a good stat to look up. That would be a good one. I feel like it's not many. I feel like I remember him wearing blue in at least most of them. Let me – I know he's lost in white. Yeah. Because the Eagles won in green. Let's see here. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, it's probably almost too – because, like, trying to, like, what do you you search? Like, color of jersey and Tom Brady Super Bowl just brings up the entire internet. Um, but the, if you're gonna if you're gonna put money on that one, you know, look into it. Uh, let's see here. Chiefs first touchdown scorer, Tyreek Hill plus three twenty, Kelsey plus three fifty, uh Elaire plus seven fifty, Hardman plus eleven hundred, E Clinton. Uh Sammy Watkins plus twelve hundred, Patrick Mahomes plus twelve hundred, Le'Veon Bell plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, I mean the odds are good to just Shove one of those plus sixteen hundreds in there just for kicks, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Nicole I like, at, at eleven like hundred plus eleven hundred, I think is a is a fun one. Yeah, I, I think if I'm going to pick one of the the higher ones, though, you want to go with the odds. Uh, I, mean, I, I say that walk. I mean, let's be honest. Watkins probably not going to score. Le'Veon Bell probably not going to score. He was trying to put in some good words though, talking up of Mahomes this week. In the, well, I go, I go Hardman because I feel like he is he like he has scored in the playoffs, but it's probably gonna be Kelsey, and I can see it oh. being Tyreek Hill if they can get. You know, you got to make sure that the pass rush isn't isn't getting to Mahomes. But as long as he has it, you don't need a lot of seconds for Tyreek Hill to get behind a secondary. No, no. Um, and especially if they're because they have one safety that's probably not gonna play. They're going to have Winfield back, but there's a chance that the other is not. Um, if, especially if he's out, I would challenge that right away. I would take I would take Tyreek Hill right at him. Uh, yeah, but but um, but Tyreek Hill's only a scorer if it's if it's if it's a bomb or like a reverse surprise play. So Kelsey's yeah. your safest bet on that. Safe uh, or Hilaire, who looked good last time. If you want to go just on like you know biggest bang for your buck, that's most likely. I'd go Hardman at 1100. There you go. Uh, I'd say see. out high probability. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers first touchdown score Mike Evans plus 400, Fournette plus 600, Godwin plus 600, Antonio Brown plus 700, uh, Ronald Jones plus 750, Gronk plus nine, Scotty Miller plus 14, Cameron Braid plus 1600. I do like the Braid at plus 16, but yeah, it, that's it's actually not just, not just two score. Like I think there's a good chance Bright scores. It's tough to ask him to do it in the first one. I could see the I could see Mike Evans being a pretty obvious choice there. Um, Getting Antonio Brown back, decent value at seven. You would assume Antonio Brown's back. We don't have that verified just it's yet. He's, he's he'll be back. I think it's like uh, you know the reason they held him out of the last game was in the hope that you know he yeah. would be back, but. That's an interesting one. The first touchdown bet's always ridiculous. Uh, Bronk, but yeah. Bronk at nine hundred, decent value. I would much rather have Brait at the at the value he's got. I think they, I think they have an equal chance of being the first touchdown. Well, uh, yeah, because uh, especially if you're going to go to one of those guys, you're going to probably, probably be in Ronnie Jones sneaking in there at a very low, very good value on Ronnie Jones. There, sure is. 
Uh, Tom Brady, longest completion um, over under 38 and a half yards. I got to take over because uh, I was going to scream out 42 yards. Over over uh, is minus 125, under is plus 100, but the number is 38 and a half. Um, yeah. yeah, under pays you a little more on your bet, but it's not enough for me to say it's going to be. I think it's going to be over. Mahomes' longest completion, uh, 39 and a half is your number. Over minus 115. Under minus one hundred five. Over. over, over. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill longest reception, uh, twenty six and a half yards. Under is one plus one hundred five. Over is uh, minus one twenty five. Over. over definitely. They're gonna find at least one time to to get behind that second. Yeah, they're gonna have yeah. to. And here's the deal: if you if you if, if you're betting that if you're betting that first scorer, if you're taking Tyreek Hill in that first scorer, then you definitely take the over. On uh, on this one because that's what's going to be right. I would do both, yeah. But uh, but I mean, the only fear is that Tampa just has this dominant defensive performance. The pass rush, the Chiefs can't do anything with it, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, all these overbets are effed. You know what I mean? So it, it's very realistic that Tampa could shut a lot of these down. But yeah, I, I don't see him stopping Tyreek Hill every play. No, no, you're not gonna. It's too fast. Uh- um, player to make first reception, Kelsey plus 450, Hill plus 600, Godwin plus 650, Evans plus 800, uh, Antonio Brown plus nine, Watkins plus 11, Fournette plus 12, Gronk plus 12, Hardman plus 16. Good luck with that bet because it yeah. has to do with who gets the coin toss. But, um, well, that's where the ball, Hilaire. Both. Yeah, Chiefs have the ball. I say Hilaire. Uh, Bucks have the ball. I say Scotty Miller. Neither of them are listed here, but obviously there's got to be. Oh, a, yeah, no, there's a lot of guys that aren't going to be listed. I think it's going to be like cheap little dump offs. It's a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to make the first mistake. Yeah, I, I'm not that bet. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, players to make an interception: uh, Tyron Matthew plus two thirty, Sorensen plus four hundred, Sneed plus four fifty, Brashad Breeland plus four fifty. Again, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, the pick bets are like, man, if you're making those bets, like you are deep into the yeah but, uh, uh obviously i like matthew i think he's going to be one of the reasons why i got the chiefs to think he 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 sure. shows a lot of holes everywhere right but whichever team you want to win uh That's on that team one of you guys on that team uh let's see player to court 50 plus rushing yards for net minus 110 uh jones plus 210 daryl williams plus 225 over 50 over 50 uh alaire plus 400 mahomes plus 600 tom brady plus 25,000 one dollar on Tom Brady rushing for fifty. I, you know what? I might, I might have to do that. You're amazing. Because <laughs> he's going to do anything he can do to win this game. So yeah. if it's going to be, if there's scenarios where he's got some open field, he's going to fifty yards. If he gets like two 12 yard rushes. He's how, like, I want to see how many rushing yards. Oh, Tom Brady has like. But I mean, he's, he scored a thousand touchdowns from the one yard line. So let's keep like that a million of them. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Tom Brady career rushing yards. Uh, does it even list them here? It's like 400. I got to pull up the NFL.com site. Cause I think the, the pro football reference only has but I'll tell you, for 20 plus 2,500. I'm going to take that dollar bet. 250, 250 beans. Let's see here. Uh, career. How the f- doesn't even let me James, it's called the internet. Well, I know, but I'm trying to look up its stats. I I haven't done it before, but you have to punch things into like an interweb 
and then well, it brings I, I up information. It just keeps, it, like they don't have a hit rushing stats listed for him. So uh, let's How see. Tom Brady, does Tom Brady have in got it. One thousand and forty-three in his yeah, career. I got, like I, all I did was talk to my phone, and it yeah, told well, me. Well, okay, it. just it also wanted me to search for Giselle Bündchen. I mean, it's not a terrible search, I guess. If you're it says people, I love how they like act like people who searched for that also searched for like no, they didn't. Nobody else. People searching for that did not search for LeBron no. James, Giselle, or Drew Brees. No. Um, but yeah, one thousand career rushing yards, and and I mean, here, honestly, put a dollar on it. If it happens, you pay out twenty five grand. Keep Otherwise, in mind that thousand broken down by twenty. <laughs> is a very it's that's, not a very good first 50, hey, it's 50 yards a year he could do that in a game at 43 years old like i said put a dollar on it what's it gonna hurt you you're gonna lose a buck but if you but if it hits you look like a genius um player to record, player to record a thousand plus receiving yards kelsey minus 105 hill plus 125 godwin plus 200 plus Hundred plus Evans plus three twenty five Brown plus seven fifty Watkins plus nine. I like maybe Hill there. Hardman plus twelve hundred Gronk plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, Gronk's not going to do it. I, I I would go like maybe Most Hill. Guys aren't doing it. Chelsea because one of those two is probably going to do it. I don't know that a Bucks going to. I I'd say of the Bucks, I like Godwin the most. Uh, yeah, I, both it, on that bet and as a receiver. I yeah, they're, they're just going to spread the ball on the other two wide receivers, and he's like the lowest build one. Like, he, I, I think Kelsey or Hill. Better than Brown. Kelsey I or Hill are the guys. Also, Godwin is surprisingly big. Yeah. Like, I forget how big because I know he's fast, but then, like, he'll take a hit over the middle. Like, I was watching the game last week. He takes a big hit, and I was like, compared to the cornerback, I was like, he's probably got 50 pounds on that corner. Big guy. Like, he's, he's not a small dude. And the uh, the final one I pulled, Tom Brady, outcome of his first pass, complete is minus 200. Incomplete or sack is plus 175. Interception plus 1,800. Also, this is just a you know, pick in Vegas report. Can the outcome of his first pass be a sack? No. Because it's not a pass. I guess, you're, I I mean, guess you your first pass. Pass attempt, attempt, I guess it would be. Because it would be, Yeah. Uh, so I guess it'd be completed pass to, you know, minus 200 incomplete or I think, incomplete. I think Tom's going to have some, uh, everybody's got a little bit of nerves, you know, somebody's going to, and if he doesn't, the receiver's going to, I think incomplete's the safer play there. Yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, I'm not saying that he won't. I mean, I think everybody has. Also, I'd like to remind all listeners that I'm probably not placing, uh, any of the bets I've told you to bet. <laughs> uh, but I would not go interception. I don't think you're going to make a pass. That's going to be risky enough to get picked. Up. What's the odds on the interception? Plus eighteen hundred. I'm going to bet it because you said not to. <laughs> um, also, I mean, it'd be hilarious. I First mean, pass, his, pick six. Well, wasn't his last pass in the Super Bowl a pick six? Very two years ago? Been. Was that two no. years ago? Yeah. Rams. Yeah, is it a Rams? He beat uh, the Rams. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, I thought, it, but I thought it was a pick. No, maybe not. Yeah, no, he threw, he threw a pick six in the playoffs last year. Last year. So his his well, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't the Super Bowl. It was uh, just as it was just in the playoffs. Okay. Um, final thing, uh, Sean here tonight uh, that I want to look at. Obviously, um, 
you know, as, as football season winding down, hockey and basketball are in play. The next thing uh, that we start to look at is Major League Baseball. Um, and uh, it was uh, released last night because they were kind of having some back and forth about maybe delaying the season, hoping the pandemic calms down a little bit and a few more uh, fans in the stands with the players uh, shut down. Because I think it was a shorter, slightly shortened in terms of games but uh, and, and prorated salaries. So, so the players voted against it. Uh, Major League Baseball says that camps will open uh, at, uh, on their scheduled time, February 17th. Opening day still currently scheduled to be on time. Uh, April 1st, so less than two months away to opening day. Hey, let me just preface everything by saying, you know, the back and forth is somewhat questionable because I'm pretty sure that was like the owners going, hey, players, like, how do you feel about delaying the season so there's a better chance we can make more money off of fans? <laughs> You're going to play almost as many games, but I know you've been putting in some prep work. You're going to need to do your preseason stuff for like another month or two uh, and then also just play the same amount of games minus like eight. And the play, they went back to the players and the players were like, no. Right. And then they were like, okay, well, then just uh, business as usual, I guess. Like there's no other play the league had. They were like, um, do you want to move this back? Because there's a good chance we're not going to make any money. And the players were like, we are. Uh, so we're going to play. Uh, so – yeah, good for the players. Make a stand there. Play your full season. Start it now. A month or two is not going to fix anything, right? And and, and and that's the thing too is is um, you know baseball made it through last season. Now they had the hiccups early on in the year. <clears throat> they kind of got those settled. I mean, you're you're going to have cases. You're going to have uh, protocol situations um, that that are, are going to come into play. But the bottom line is, you got through a season last year, um, rel- you know, relatively scot free. Yeah. You're an outdoor game, um, you know. It, it, you're you're probably you're probably the the you know the safest of the big four sports uh, in the U.S. So so play the full season, um, you know, with or without fans. I mean, obviously, in, in certain states in this country, there will probably be fans, but um, but yeah, the Royals I, will have fans, but yeah. Uh, Royals, uh, Texas, uh, Florida. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, they came out right away. So, like, before anybody made it, like, yeah, Tampa, uh, here in St. Pete, they'll be letting in 7,000, uh, from what I understand, fans per game, at least, at least is the initial number. Uh, so, basically, a normal raise home. I was gonna game. say, what, what, what's so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna actually like get more people than normal out for a raise. What's amazing? I was gonna say what's amazing is they, if they set that number at like ten, they would sell more tickets in a pandemic than they sold because people just itching to get out. They're like, you know what? They, there's only ten thousand. Let's be honest. Florida's already they've been out. They've been exactly. out. They're doing what they want. <laughs> they haven't been, but you know they haven't been been bundled up like we have. Um, but you know when it when it comes to when it comes to, um, you know, most places, they're, they're probably going to continue to operate like we've seen with, with basketball and hockey and, 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 and football as well. So, uh, but baseball, uh, we're scheduled to, you know, we'll, we'll get our predictions for them uh, as we get closer to, uh, to baseball time. Yeah, good for baseball. Uh, so, Sean, uh, big game this Sunday. Got, got any snacks prepped? That's always a great question when it comes to uh, – for the I don't have anything prepped. I got to set it up with Jake. Jake wasn't on here tonight. Uh, couldn't couldn't get on. Uh, but we um, 
yeah, I'm going to probably be watching it at Jake's house. Uh, okay. So we're, you know, I'm not making any plans out. I, I imagine there's going to be very few venues in Tampa Bay uh, with social distancing <laughs> uh, during the Super Bowl. I imagine quite the uh, pandemic spike uh, over the next few weeks after. <laughs> uh, there's a super spreader this weekend. You know, it's a bit of a super spreader in Tampa. They haven't ruled out a parade yet anyway. Uh, obviously, you can't say we're definitely having one because that implies you're going to win. But and they're probably uh, going to have one in Kansas City, so there's probably going to be a parade. They do have a pretty dope pirate ship out in the bay, like decked out in Super Bowl and Tampa Bay stuff. Pretty dope, lit up red all the time. Pretty cool. Uh, a lot of pirate cool. stuff down here. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I say I'm probably going to go something in the chicken wing realm, just because football's always been my like I get to go out and eat whatever I want kind of scenario. Uh, so I fully expect something in the chicken wing realm. Um, I just don't know if we're going to be able to order in. I don't know if we're going to be able to, you know, we may have to just buy wings and, and cook them at home. Just yeah, I, sure I think that's probably going to be your best bet because all of your bar restaurant things are going to be. You know, so when it comes to the deliveries, like we, we've found out a couple times that like your wing houses and your hooters and your, your wild wings and stuff, like when they're too busy, it just shows up as closed on a lot of those delivery yeah, sites. This weekend will be too busy. Everything's going to be closed. So, I don't know. Maybe we decide to order something on Saturday. I have to get in touch with him, but I assume it's going to be in that chicken wing realm. Uh, wouldn't mind getting some soft pretzels. So maybe we can bake some soft pretzels at the house. Ooh, some pretzels. Yeah, I um, last week, just on a whim, I bought like a bag of a little uh, super pretzel frozen nuggets. Uh, I got some uh, Frank's frozen uh, buffalo chicken dip. Uh, nice. in the freezer, uh, actual Frank's brand, pretty solid. I feel like I should just make Buffalo chicken dip. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I'm going to miss that despite the fact there's no huge party of people. We should probably have that. That's all right. Yeah. You can always, uh, that's always a winner. Um, uh, but yeah, like we're heading out to the grocery store in a couple days. Um, so the store we go to has like pre-made stuff, uh, including like these really banging wings, boneless wings. Oh, that's always a good bet too. I'm yeah. probably going to pick up, uh, some of them. Feels like a good uh, Super Bowl snack. Maybe throwing a frozen pizza or something. Not a bad play. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna stay at home and just enjoy the Super Bowl at home. Uh, so, Sean, let people know where they can follow you. We're gonna get out of here, and we'll be back next week, of course. Well, as always, uh, I'm here at Sean Shine State. It's S H A W M Shine State. Um, you can always catch me there. A uh, little. This week in sports history, obviously, obviously a little Super Bowl flooded, but uh, tried to avoid that. Uh, uh, we're going to go to uh, the 4th of February uh, for all three events. In 1969, Jad Ma John Madden named the head coach of the Raiders uh, was that one. We move up to 1991 was the day that baseball's Hall of Fame board uh, voted 12 nothing to ban Pete Rose uh, from baseball and the Hall of Fame for betting on sports. Uh, and finally, same day, February the 4th, two days from now, uh, back in 2018, uh, Tom Brady fell victim to Doug Peterson's Philadelphia Eagles uh, in Super Bowl 52 for their uh, first franchise Super Bowl record. So go Nick Foles, go Birds. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the big game. We'll worry about baseball and all that crap on the other end. It's football weekend. Enjoy yourself. Exactly. Celebrate football. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports, but make sure you are following the show on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We are at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We are at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. You can uh, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all 
other platforms. Make sure you do that. Visit us at our home network in GSC Sports and GSC Sports dot com and you'll hear from our sponsor once again arena eats uh great whenever we get back into these buildings folks they're going to change the game in terms of getting your concessions and we're going to hear from them as we go up the air until next time stay safe stay smart and go for the win huddle up podcast is sponsored by arena eats Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order?